Okay, <laughs> welcome to the first real actual episode of the 50 Before 50 podcast. Um, I'm sitting here in my loft talking to myself and feeling a little silly about doing this, but I've made a decision, you know, I'm going to share this. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm, I'm not coming at this thinking I'm changing the world. I'm just changing my own life. So honestly, I'm super grateful if anybody happens to listen. Um, I've, I think I've reached critical mass of telling enough people that I'm doing it, that the inertia is about to win. So here we go. We're going to podcast. Um, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. So as I get into today's episode, um, you know, I kind of thought when I first decide, decided to do this, I thought, I'm just going to have a podcast that I'll do a little bit of a trailer just to sort of experiment and see if I'm capable of even doing this. And I did the trailer. I shared it with a couple of people and those people listened to it and now are harassing me. <laughs> you know who you are, um, harassing me to go ahead and, and get going on this. Initially, I thought, you know, maybe I'll just wait until I'm actually doing my 50 before 50 activities to podcast. Um, but that's not really being open and vulnerable. I I'm doing this for myself. I'm doing this to, you know, create the life that I keep saying I'm going to have in 2024. And part of that is this weird way that I'm going to be journaling. And again, if you're finding me and you want to listen to me, go ahead, enjoy. I'm so grateful that you're going to do that. But if you think that I'm weird and you're not interested in listening, that's also fine. Um, so bear with me while I spill my guts a little bit here and there. So what I decided to do for this first episode is to share a little bit of what got me here and what is making me want to do this and what I intend to do in sharing my podcast with you over the next year, year plus, maybe more, who knows? We'll see. Um, so I'm going to start by telling you a little bit about my last couple of years. I've really struggled with how much information I want to share and how much I want to withhold. I recognize that the people who are going to listen to this podcast first are going to be people that know me. So I am going to try to not use anybody's names unless they explicitly agree to either appear on the podcast or let me use their name. But um, I am going to share some stories that maybe you will recognize maybe yourself, maybe you'll recognize somebody else that you know in these stories. Um, but I'm not doing that in a way to share anyone else's personal business. I want to talk about myself and, and what kind of journey of growth that I'm on, which feels super weird to say when I'm approaching 50 years old, but it's important to me that I, I do this for me. So really, if you have a problem with something that I'm saying, please feel free to reach out to me, but know that I don't want bad feedback. <laughs> That's not a surprise. Nobody does. If you have bad feedback to share with me, or you want me to not talk about you anymore, please feel free to reach out to me. But again, I'm not going to be using anybody's names unless you explicitly tell me that I am free to use your name, or you would like to join me on my podcast. So there, that's my mini, mini disclaimer. So 
Today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about why I'm doing a 50 before 50. And it's not just because I'm turning 50 years old. That would be too easy. And I'm not turning 50 yet. I still have a year and a bit. But I, it's that's not really the only reason that I'm doing this. Um, I may have said in my trailer, I may not have. I did that a long time ago. But I am bound and determined to make 2024 a very big year for me. And I'm super excited to do that. And part of that is journaling my experiences in 2024. And lucky you, if you're listening, you get to hear about what's going on in my life. So um, that's this plan. Next episode, I am going to start walking you through what my list looks like for my 50 before 50. Um, I have 50 activities. I Some of them are easy. Some of them are hard. Um, some of them are just dumb in your opinion, maybe in my opinion, obviously not because they made my list. Um, and I've got some really amazing cheerleaders in my corner here. So I, uh, I'm sitting by myself right now and I just got emotional saying that that's funny. Um, I have some really good friends who are really supporting this and that's pretty cool. So, especially my brother (laughs) who he's going to be super excited because he got the first mention on the podcast. So yeah, thanks bro. Um, he is probably on a weekly basis texting me to ask me to drop my next episode, (laughs) AKA my first episode, or to come up with other, um, other ways to check things off my 50 before 50 list. So it's adorable. I love him a lot. He's a great kid. Um, but, uh, and I, I almost have zero doubt that he's going to want to appear on this podcast at some point. So get ready to listen to him. Sorry, folks. So obviously hitting 50 feels like a big deal. Um, I got kids, I got a teenager, I have preteens, um, you know, you, in life, you watch their experiences, you watch how they grow and shape and become who they're becoming. And that is an amazing experience. It's a big reflection on who you are. And it's a good opportunity to to sit back and think, am I doing things right? And the answer is no, you're never doing things right. But along with that, I'm happy to say I don't think I'm doing things wrong either. Maybe. I don't know. Talk to me in 20 years when they're grownups, I guess. Um, I always want to be a good example for my kids. And I think over the last couple of years, I was going through a lot of things that really pushed pushed me to my own back burner. And that was difficult. It was a really tough couple of years for me. Um, you know, I started with a, I was in a marriage that <laughs> I got married in 2003, the end of 2003. Um, and I really, I thought it was forever. I really did. And we were building a lot of our dreams and goals together. But somewhere along the line, my dreams and goals really kind of got lost in the interpretation and the shuffle. And I think. I will always say, even though I may at times talk about how mad I am at my ex-husband, I will always say he is a good human being. I didn't marry a bad human being. I know that. 
Um, but I do know that he was not the human being for me. And we grew, but we grew in different ways. And he did have a really hard time. This is my perspective. Another disclaimer, this is my perspective because he definitely has his own version of events. But I think that I grew in a way that he didn't want to support. So I was very happy to have maternity leaves and to raise children and to drop everything for those children. And I have worked from home for the last 10 years, which has really allowed me to build a life that supports what my kids do. My kids do a lot of things. They're busy, busy kids. Um, you know, and we've been able to travel and experience life. We have had a very, very fulfilling life <clears throat> for, you know, for those 20 years. But work was also important to me. Me was also important to me. And I think that I put everything else so far ahead of myself that when I started to do things that prioritized me, it felt very uncomfortable for people around me. Um, that's hard to reflect on because I want to say that I'm wrong, but I also feel like I've said that I was wrong for so long now that I have to start looking at things a little bit differently. If the plane is going down, you put your own oxygen mask on first. You have to, because you can't help people around you if you are unconscious, right? So if my bucket isn't fill, filled enough, I can't fill other people's buckets. Um, so I don't think I really recognized this until the marriage ended. And the marriage ending took a couple of goes. So marriage ended first um, a year and a half ago, two years ago almost. And um, I moved out and it was very difficult, but I don't think that even in doing that, I really got my head right. I didn't, you know, I kind of, we tell ourselves stories all the time. And I think I told myself a story about why the marriage ended and who he was to me and all of those things. Um, so I, I moved out into my own place. I stayed until, you know, I stayed for several months and then we tried to reconcile. Um, but the reality is that we had grown so much apart in our marriage that it wasn't worth continuing. So it was tough, you know, it was tough to make that decision because I struggled with embarrassment, right? Um, we separated, we got back together. Everybody was so happy that we got back together. I have kids, what's this gonna do to them? I wasn't ready to leave, um, but he made the decision. And what I have told myself since then is that nobody leaves a happy marriage. You know, it wasn't just that he didn't want me anymore. It was, the reality was it wasn't working. So our marriage ended for real, for good, um, this last fall, 2023. Um, the sad and 
scary timing of that was that I had just lost a job um, unexpectedly. So this is where we pivot a little bit and talk about another part of my life that um, surprised me with an ending that I wasn't expecting. And, and I had worked with a company for many, many years and I was quite happy there. I was overwhelmed at times because I took on more than I needed to. Um, that's who I am. That's what I wanted to do. I struggled because I knew that other people could help me, but I wasn't good enough at asking for the help that I needed. And I think part of that came from a lack of vulnerability. Don't worry, I'm gonna circle back to that in a second. I'm gonna say that word about probably a million times while you listen to me, vulnerability. So it's coming back. Um, anyway, I was in this job. I loved it. I loved the impact that I had on other people. I loved feeling like I was making a difference in, in people's lives. I am a nurse. Um, I do a little bit of a non-traditional kind of nursing. I'm not going to talk a whole lot about that right now because that's not important, but um, I love I loved what I was doing. It was great. During the process of reconciliation, we had decided, you know, we talked a little bit about our dreams, our goals, what we wanted. Um, I felt like he was a little bit more material than I was. My dreams and goals were certainly a little bit different. But again, I think that we all interpret what we say, think, do, believe, feel differently. So I'm pretty confident in saying he didn't feel that that, that was that he would had material goals. For me, I had taken so much time off to have babies and you know, I didn't really grow my career in a super traditional way. So his struggle with the work that I was doing was really based around I think the parts of it he didn't see and didn't understand. So for me, working from home meant that I could be flexible to drop things, to go do stuff for the kids, to book dentist appointments, to do, you know, all of those things that are sort of like the inner workings of a family that don't just happen. They take effort, but it would mean that I would have to work in the evenings. So it would certainly interfere with couple time. I did the best that I could to really hide that part of me from him. He didn't like to know that I was working. I'll just say it that way. That's how it felt to me. He didn't like to know that I was working. So I would often, you know, try not to work in the evenings, even though I had taken an hour off to go shuttle kids around, or I had, you know, other things that I had going on. I had to stop and, and do laundry or clean or something. Um, so those, it's really hard to work a full-time career as a senior level manager without putting hours in. And it was very stressful for me because I would try to juggle those hours around, but he didn't want to know about my working. He didn't want to know that I was working and I had to work. I had to, to keep that job and to keep my sanity during that job. It was intense. I was a senior level manager. So there's a lot of stuff that I had to do. Um, so I decided in the interest of 
putting myself fully into reconciling our marriage and repairing, you know, the separation, I decided to take another job. So I left a company that I'd been at for, you know, basically a decade. And I was known there. I had, I think, good street cred. I had good value. I knew what I brought to the organization. Um, And I decided that it was in the best interest of my marriage and my family to go to a different company. Um, That's not the only reason. Obviously, I was feeling stress. I was feeling burnout. I was feeling like, and again, super honest, vulnerable moment here. I was overly invested in the success of my team. So I would stress out about when things were done. And if they weren't done, I would pick up the slack for other people on my team. I know that. I know that that wasn't healthy. Um, But I really wanted to do a good job. And I felt like I could contribute. Anyway, all that said, I moved over to this other company. And it was a very bad fit right from the start. Um, And I'm not going to talk too much about that because I don't think that's fair either. But it was a very toxic environment for me. I had real, like, there were real communication problems. And um, it just was deeply, deeply uncomfortable. I regretted moving over there. But I kept saying to myself, right from the start, it's going to get better. It will get better. No job is this bad. I really said that to myself from the beginning. I kept thinking it, it had to get better. They they liked to say that they were invested in you know success across the board. So success of individuals, success of the company, success of the different projects. Um, it really didn't feel that way to me. It was not a good fit by any stretch. It was awful for me. Um, And so all of that was kind of happening. And the kids were super busy with their sports. God bless them. (laughs) So, you know, we were ships in the night, kind of just, I'm taking this kid here, you're taking that kid there. And at some point, we'll see each other. Uh, So there, there really wasn't time to build communication, repair things. And it all kind of came to a head all at the same time. Um, I was let go from my job unexpectedly. I had already been looking for something else, but the market for what I do wasn't great. There weren't quite the right opportunities for me, which is fine. Sometimes these things take time. But unfortunately, I had turned down a couple of opportunities. Um, Before I was let go, I was then let go. And um, about the same time was when um, I was asked to leave our marital home. So super tough time, super tough time. Um, I was hurting. I was so anxious. I've never felt like that in my life. Um, I every day hurt. I physically hurt. I was, it was awful. It was the worst time in my life. And I hope I never have another bad time like that. Um, there were other things that were happening. You know, I had a bit of a health scare. Um, but compared to what happened in the fall of 2023 for me, um, 
I really, knock on wood, can't envision anything worse ever. <laughs> so onward and upward for me. So uh, from there, I spent a long time without a job. I finally have one. Yay, hooray. Um, again, I don't need to talk too much about that, but I do finally have a job. I am working from home again, which will allow me some flexibility with my kids. Um, but I've kind of taken a step back and examined how I look at lots of things. And all of that kind of brings us to this podcast. So I, once I moved out, I really, there was almost an immediate sense of relief of, I had wanted this marriage to work really badly. You know, it's, you don't, you don't try to reconcile a marriage until the whole world, you know, we're back together without really hoping that it's going to work and really trying to invest in it and put the time in and do the work. Um, so I really felt like I was doing the work and I'm sure he felt like he was too. I'm sure he did. Um, and I knew also that I had to change what my career path trajectory was. Um, <laughs> I am working for myself now, which does bring a whole, whole other level of things into the mix. Um, but I knew I had to do things differently. I knew I had to. So moving out, there was a, an immediate sense of relief. This was for me and for my kids now. This was not about anybody else anymore. This wasn't about trying to make a square peg fit into a round hole. It was, it was time for me to start focusing on myself. So, you know, I started finding things that I used to enjoy doing and going back to those things. So I joined a book club. Hello, ladies. I know that you're going to be listening. I couldn't stop you if I tried. Um, I started going to a gym that I love. I, I started experimenting a little bit more with self-care and healing. Um, I started picking up my meditation and hiking and listening to podcasts that weren't just about murder, but more about self-care and self-help and compassion and getting rid of shame and the things in my life that really started to make me feel better almost immediately. Um, full disclosure, yes, I was taking an anxiety medication during this time. Um, I needed it. I'm glad I did it. I didn't feel great on it, so I'm, I'm no longer taking it, but it really did help me get through this really, really tough time in my life. So the fall of 2023 was difficult. Um, what I needed to do to move on was to find forgiveness for myself, um, find compassion for myself, find some distance from my ex and some apathy for him. You know, sometimes he still says things to me that I don't know if he's trying to hurt my feelings or trying to push my buttons. I don't know, but I'm choosing to assume that he's not. And it's a really healthy place for me right now. Um, so this work that I've been doing on myself has made a 
huge difference in my day-to-day how I feel. So how I feel from day-to-day has changed dramatically because I've made the decisions to care about myself, to love myself, to be compassionate for myself, to be humble, to be vulnerable, to be open to experiences, to talk to people. I've always talked to people probably too much, maybe too much. I don't know, but to share my journey, to journal, to do all of the things that are healthy for me, but also make me feel good. So that's what brought me to doing a 50 before 50. Also, my goodness, I'm turning 50 in 2025. That's ridiculous. And my brother and I kind of joked a little bit about it on our way to the Snoop Dogg concert in 2023. Um, You know, what are you going to do? You're turning 50 soon. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? He's such a turd. Honestly, my brother, he's he's bad news. (laughs) No, I love him. I'm just kidding. I love him. He's great. But one of the ideas was to do this 50 before 50 and to come up with a list. And we joked a little bit about the different ways to do it. But the idea really began to solidify during this journey of healing that I've been on. And um, what do you know, by the end of 2023, by Christmas time, I had decided that I was going for it. And I had started working on a list and I officially have a list. And the way it's going to work is um, in the 50 weeks before I turn 50. So two weeks after my 49th birthday, I'll give you the exact date next week when we talk. What's going to happen is I am going to choose anything from my list that I have either already accomplished that week or that I'm going to accomplish and and really hammer it out in one week. There are some things that actually are going to take a significant amount of time. They can't be done in one week. um, But once I cross the finish line of those activities, I will be able to check those items off the list. So next week, I'm going to go through that list And, um, oh my goodness, I hope you get a good laugh out of it because I'm going to sound really, you're going to judge and that's okay. You're totally allowed to judge. There are some very silly things on that list, but I picked things that, um, I picked a mix of things. I picked things that are going to make me feel good. I picked things that are going to challenge me. I picked things that are going to be easy to accomplish things that are going to make me feel good that I've accomplished. And things that uh, maybe just make me feel a little bit um, like I'm asking the universe to kind of pick me up a bit. So it's going to be fun. It's really going to be fun. I hope it's not going to be too hard because that's not the intention here. But if it's hard, that's okay. We can do hard things, right? Right, everyone? So that, I think, is the story of why I'm doing a 50 before 50. I, like I said, I've started sharing this with people, telling people that I'm doing it. I think I'm actually going to post on social media. This is, this is really scary for me. It is, I'm opening myself up. I don't like being judged. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like judging myself. I don't like being judged by other people. And I know that in doing this, (laughs) people are going to judge me, but I was out with a friend this last week. 
And we were talking about this. We were talking about podcasts. Again, I think you know who you are. Hopefully you're listening because you did start to subscribe to my podcast. Um, but we talked about the whole idea of if someone doesn't like me, this is my age. I'm I'm turning 50. I'm 48, almost 49. Give me like 11 days. I'll be 49. Um, I'm at an age where if you feel like you want to judge me and you feel like I'm beneath you or you don't like what I'm saying, you can choose not to listen. That's totally fine. That's not on you. But what I'm choosing is to acknowledge that you're not my people. Um, you don't have to like me. You don't. And at my age, I've recognized that not everyone's going to like me, but I'm picking the people in my life to stay in my life and be a part of my life. The people who do like me and those are my people. So if you listen to this and you're horrified by what I say, but you're my friend, that's okay. That's also okay. I don't know. We'll figure it all out together. Um, I'm super excited and I'm, I'm pumped and I am grateful to you for listening. And I'll be very grateful if you do, <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. If you like my podcast, please click the like, follow, subscribe buttons, all of those things, share it with other people, laugh along with me, have fun, judge me if you want, just don't tell me about it. And um, I will see you next week. Thanks.